Welcome back. Welcome back to War Room. God is faithful in his word and I'm glad you joined me today so we can build our faith and come to know God in such a way that we love him, we walk with him, and we know him with all our beings. Amen. So let's go ahead and get started by the word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you are God. We thank you now, Father, we ask you to help us to understand your word. Give us uh, uh, the heart to understand and receive your word with meekness. Father, let our hearts be good soiled for your word. And we thank you for that, that we will receive your word and we will mix faith with it. In Jesus' name, amen. So this month we are talking about prayer. Prayer is very important because Jesus wants us to pray. When we think about prayer, a whole bunch of stuff comes to mind. But I'm going to take this time to talk to you about a specific part of prayer that Jesus himself told us to do. When we look at prayer, let's look at the definition of prayer. Prayer is just simply communicating with the Father. You talk and he talks. You listen, when you talk, he listens. When you talk, he listens. It's not a monologue. It's supposed to be a dialogue where it's a conversation between you and someone else, which this time is you and the Father. Dad Hagen talked about different kinds of prayer in a couple of his books that I read in the past. Uh, really, there are about nine kinds of prayer that the Word of God talk about. But the prayer that I'm going to be focusing on is the prayer of faith. Just like you have basketball, football, baseball, uh, all different kinds of sports, and they don't go by the same rules. They got different rules that govern them. You can't take a basketball game and use the same rules for basketball that you would use on a soccer game. That's not going to happen. Basketball, we use our hands. Soccer, we use our feet. So those, those, those rules don't mix together. So it's the same way with prayer. There are different kinds of prayer. My favorite kinds of prayer or kind of prayer is the prayer of worship. Well, I don't have to ask for anything and just come to the Father and worship him for his faithfulness, for his goodness, for all he has done for me. And uh, that kind of prayer is just, it's just awesome because I love it. I just love to come to God and just tell him how good he is and how marvelous he is and how big he is. He loves that. He inherits the praises of his people. But the prayer I'm going to be talking about today, if you don't make the right connection in that prayer, you are not going to get result. And that prayer is a prayer of faith. Within the prayer of faith, we got a prayer of supplication where we make our request, excuse me, petition, where we make our request known to the Lord. Uh, and the prayer to change something. But you see, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, say, praying always with all kind of prayer. The complete Jewish translation says, pray with all kinds of prayer. So that just gives us uh, evidence that there are different kinds of prayer. But in this prayer of faith, which includes the prayer of petition and the prayer to change something, the prayer to ask God for something, they're all in the prayer of faith. The one rule governed by that prayer. And that rule is you have to have the word of God. You have to have his promise. 
you cannot use if when it comes to that prayer. Okay, then you are not properly connecting because in order to properly connect, you got to follow his instructions. So just take, for example, before I pray or before I communicate with anybody, I want to know who am I communicating with? Do I really believe this person to tell all of my stuff to? Is this person trustworthy to keep secrets? Because sometimes our prayer lives involve a lot of things as though God doesn't know what's going on in our lives and we have to tell him everything anyway. That's okay. He loves to hear from you. He loves to fellowship with you. So before you pray, ask yourself a question. Whom am I praying to? Do I believe that when I pray, my prayer will be answered? And is God trustworthy? This is a foundation because we're going to build on this as we go. This is not just one sermon. This is just a starting point. I'm building a foundation. Because if you get this in your heart, in your spirit, man, your life will forever be changed. There will be nothing that can come across your path that that, that you're not going to have control over. Because you learn how to pray the correct way, the proper way. You made a proper uh, connection. So the question that comes to mind, like I said, to who am I praying? Now let's go ahead and look at John chapter 16, verse, verse 23 and 24. John 16, 23 and 24 says, Jesus talking, yeah, they're red letters. Jesus said, and in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he shall give it to you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Jesus himself said, if we pray, we got to pray to the Father. So we have to address the Father. I also like, let's look at uh, John 20, uh, John 20 verse 17. When Jesus says, this is when he was already uh, raising from the, from the grave. And Mary saw him in the garden. He said, touch me not. For I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father, your father, and my God, and your God. So I establish a point that your father is God. God is your father. He is Jesus' father. He's my father. He's your father. He's our God. So when we come to him, we should address him, Heavenly Father. Oh, Father, I ask you. Father, I thank you for being here. I thank you that you are here always with me. Now I come and ask you for yada, yada, yada in Jesus' name. He said, ask the Father in my name. So we're going to ask the Father in Jesus' name. Most often, this is why I see people praying. They don't pray, and I've done that before. They just say, well, Lord, I thank you for X, Y, and Z. But did you ask? Well, you said, God already know what I need. Why do I have to ask? Well, I'm not going to tell you why do you have to ask. I'm going to follow Jesus in instruction. He said, ask. It's appropriate to ask. It's a good thing to ask. Because when you don't ask, you don't know. You're going to be hidden through the dark and say, well, the Lord know my needs. He know that I need money this month to pay my rent and I don't have any money. Well, did you ask him? You know, in the in in the beginning, uh, uh, Adam sold out to the devil, so he lost authority. Now Jesus came into the world and gave us back that authority, but he still said, "I want you to ask the Father for what your needs are in my name, and you shall receive." 
Because the enemy does not want you to have what belongs to you. So God saying, all of me to act, you need to ask me. Now, occasionally the Lord will do things, not for believers specifically, but for unbelievers. Signs and wonders and miracles are for unbelievers. It's a sign to them. We who are children of God, we don't need to wait for signs and miracles to believe God. We believe God because God is our father. Hallelujah. Now, another question that comes to mind that, uh, uh, that, that I said, if I pray, would Jesus hear me in order to believe, you know, for me to believe what I'm praying? Do I believe what I'm praying that my prayer will be answered? Yes. Jesus said, the Father God says, here, let's look at, uh, Jeremiah 33, 33, Jeremiah 33, 3 says, God said, call unto me and I will answer. I'm not just going to answer, but I will show you great and mighty things. Right. And then Psalm, uh, Psalm 91 verse 14 and 15 says, let me turn to that Psalm 91 verse 14 and 15, because sometimes we need to rest our eyes on the word of God so that it register in our hearts because if we don't set our eyes on it sometimes we just memorize it it's okay to memorize but get it in your heart psalm 91 verse 14 and 15 said because he has set his love upon me this is god talking because he has set his love upon me therefore i will deliver him i will set him on high because he has known my name verse 15 said he shall call upon me and i will answer him Hello, you should call upon him and I will answer him. I will deliver him. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life will I satisfy him. We're not even going down that trail. We just want to know that he said he, you shall call upon him and he will answer you. He said he will answer you. If he doesn't answer you, that means he's lying and God cannot lie. So another place you said, well, do I have to believe God? You better believe God because you know why? If you can't believe, that's one of the most important ways to receive stuff from the Lord is to believe him. If Now, like I said, God can do things. He can do miracles and signs and wonders and everything else. But we have to believe him if we're going to use the prayer of faith to ask him for something. That prayer of faith, one of the rules that goes along is you have to believe God. So get your believer shop on and ready to go. You have to believe God. You see, you have to believe God to get saved. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. And then you got saved. If you have to believe God to get saved, everything else comes for you to believe God to get whatever you need from him. Matthew 21 verse 22. Let's look at Matthew 21 verse 22. It's important, like I say, again, to rest your eyes on the word of God. Matthew 21. Let's go to verse 22. It said, whatsoever things you ask in prayer, believing you have received. You know, if you go back up uh, 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 in that chapter, in, in, up to verse 21, and Jesus answered them and said, Surely I say unto you, if you have faith and you do not die, you will not only do what is done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done for you. 
the verse I'm looking at is, and whatsoever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive them. Let's look at Mark. I'm giving you scriptures to tell you that you need to believe God. Mark chapter 11. Look at Mark chapter 11. <clears throat> Actually, it's Mark chapter 9. Let me let me make sure my scripture is, is yes. Mark chapter, go to Mark chapter 11, verse 20, uh, Mark chapter 11, 23 and 24. The scripture that uh, Dad Hagen wrote, right? <laughs> For surely I say unto you, that whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you have received them and it shall be. Let's go ahead and start with verse 20. Actually, verse 23. For surely I say unto you, whatsoever whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that things so ever he says shall be done. He shall have whatsoever he said. Verse 24 said, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you ask in prayer, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I'm still talking about believing. I'm still talking about believing. You have to believe. Amen. So why should you believe God? Another scripture that said, why do you believe God? Why should I believe God? Because he's faithful. Is this God that I'm serving that I'm going to ask? Is he trustworthy? Yes, he is. Yes, he's trustworthy. Yes, he's faithful. I'm not going to read all the scriptures because of the time's sake. But if you look at, if you look at uh, Titus 1 verse 2. I'm going to go right down to Titus 1 verse 2. That's a scripture that most of us better don't pull our eyes upon. But this time you're going to see it. Titus 1 verse 2. He said, yeah, in hope of eternal life, which God who cannot lie promised before time. God cannot lie. He cannot lie. So yes, you need to trust him. He is trustworthy. If he said you need to believe me, trust me, you need to believe him. He cannot lie. Numbers 23 verse 19 says, He is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and has he not done it? Has he said something and haven't done it for you? You see, the thing here is when the word of God says something, we need to believe him. He said God cannot lie. That's why, that's why we have to trust and that's why we have to believe him. And another thing here is God is faithful. Second Timothy Second Timothy, let's look at verse uh chapter two. Go to Second Timothy chapter two, verse thirteen. This scripture is so awesome. It's that if we are faithless, he that is the father remains faithful. You know, before we even became, before we came to him, he was still faithful. He was not waiting for us to, to prove his faithfulness. He was still faithful in everything he does. So if we understand something here, that before we pray, we address the father. We ask in Jesus name. And if you have any question about, is God going to hear me? I already proven to you that God has heard you. He will hear you. He said, call upon me and I will answer you. That is in Jeremiah. And then in Psalms, he said, if you call upon me, I will answer you. And then why should we trust him? Because he said we should trust him. The same way we got salvation is the same way we have to believe for almost everything. 
uh, when we when we use in the prayer of faith. And here we know we can trust him because he cannot lie, because he's remained faithful when he when we were unfaithful. And then here in Titus, I'm, I'm sorry, in, in uh, Second Timothy chapter one. Let's go. Just go by one chapter. Second Timothy chapter one verse twelve. If you go right there, it's also said. Hallelujah. Twelve said, "For this reason, I." For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that I am persuaded that He is able to keep that which I put into His hands. My brothers and sisters, I'm gonna tell you: if you don't know how to trust God, you your prayer life, your prayers are just gonna stop right. Honor your nose and wish it's your mouth. They're not going to go any higher than your nose. Your prayer is not going to get any higher than your nose. Second Timothy chapter 2, we read that in verse 13, it says, While we, while we were faithless, God remained faithful. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, Paul can say, I know in whom I believe. You have to believe God. You have to know in whom you believe. And when you know in whom you believe, it causes you to be persuaded that he is able to give you what you need, what your desires are. Hallelujah. So you can trust God. And I'm going to say God's ability to fulfill his, his word for us does not depend on what we know about him. I'm going to say that again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God's ability to fulfill his word in our lives does not depend on what we know of him. It depends on what we can believe of, uh, of him. Hallelujah. It depends on what we can believe of him. He said, if we believe in, look, all things are possible to him that believe. I'm going to leave you with two scriptures here. Let's go to Matthew Chapter 9. Let's look at Matthew chapter 9 really quickly. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 9. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 9. Look at verse 28. Hallelujah. And this is when Jesus had left this house and these two blind men was crying uh, 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 to him saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. Verse 28. And when he had come into the house, the blind man come, came to him and said, and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. And he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be done to you. You have to believe God according to your faith. Let it be done unto you. But according to what you believe, that's how God going to present himself. If you believe that he's going to meet all your needs and when you pray, he's going to answer. Believe me, he's going to answer. And also Mark chapter 9 verse 23. We did look at Matthew a few minutes ago. Look at Mark chapter 9 verse 23. Jesus said unto him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. I've given you evidence why you should believe God. I, t I, have, I have proven to you that God cannot lie. God remains faithful. And that we need our confidence that he can back his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those who will experience the power of God in their lives will be those who choose to believe God. Who choose to stand up and say, I believe my father. 
Hallelujah. Thank you for joining me here again at War Room. We're going to continue on this line of faith, making the right connection for your life so that your life change forever. Hallelujah. Amen. <music>